Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Calling all podcasters, musicians, bloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Sure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com slash Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E dot com forward slash M-O-T-I-V. Welcome. In a moment, you will meet someone who will take you on a mystery's journey from all over the world. From all over the world. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... James Hollywood! And welcome to the show. This is Motorcycle Madhouse episode 59. And I have a special, I actually got two special guests on uh, today. We got uh, Joe and John from the UABA. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. It's nice having you on the show. Can you tell everybody what uh, UABA stands for? It stands for United Anti-Bullying Association. Rock on. And what's uh, some of the stuff that your organization does? So we deal directly with bullying and abuse. Okay. Uh, so it's some, you know, for those who haven't heard of you, it's kind of like, uh, it's not the same organization, but it's like back or Guardians of the Children, but uh, you guys are the UABA. Is it similar? Now, do I got that right? Is it kind of similar to those organizations? Actually, it is similar. It's similar. It's uh, we work in a team crisis consultant sector of things, and mm-hmm. uh, we deal directly. We work firsthand, or what we would like to say, we work frontline issues. Okay. Now, frontline issues. You're talking about uh, the child abuse, and do you actually go to court and all that type of stuff when you're talking about the frontline uh, protecting the kids? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Go ahead. No, absolutely. That's what we do. We're the first in the door. We're the people that you actually see. Rock on. We're the ones that will come to your house and, and sit down and talk with you in front of your, your family or, or whoever else and, and discuss what's going on and the issues at hand and try to see what we can do to uh, resolve the issues and bring who we need to bring in to, to help us out to do that. Okay. What other agencies do you work with in, uh, co- co- you know, in your combined effort? When you say, say you get a call and you're referred, what agencies do you work with? Do you have social workers, counselors? Absolutely. But here's the beautiful thing. A majority of the people that we work with, their time that they've contributed to aid and assist the United Anti-Bullying Association has been mm-hmm. of their own or They've done it on their own. They've chose to give their time as their contribution to the UADA. So we work with many different organizations based on what they care to contribute as far as time. Man, that's fantastic right, right there. Uh, when did you guys actually get started? Actually, the UADA was started in 2012 and founded in 2014. Okay. And uh, do you do you have chapters uh, nationwide, or is this a worldwide, a local thing? No, it's just us, one chapter. One chapter? Okay. Yeah. And do you have plans to branch out? Where is it based out of right now? Out of Michigan. Michigan? 
Okay. Yes. Is it the state of Michigan or is it uh, Detroit or? Yeah, well, it's just outside of Detroit, the metro area, Detroit. The metro area, Detroit. No, that's wonderful because I know, uh, you know, being near, you know, I grew up in Chicago and stuff and was around Chicago and a lot of problems happened out there and being outside of Detroit, I know you guys must be uh, getting a lot of referrals out there. We do. It's it's a it's a pretty busy time. It's mm-hmm. a pretty busy. We uh, we pretty much have a lot of uh, our hands into a lot of lot of the areas besides Michigan. Um, we also have out in California. Um, we have out in Germany, Italy. Um, his uh, cousin, which is out in in the um, Kuwait, Kuwait. Uh, so I mean, we we pretty much branched out. You know, to where we can get it, get out to, or have somebody that we can have set up out there, and, mm-hmm. uh, to and be on our behalf. Yeah, if we can help you, we'll help you wherever we are, wherever you are. If we can help, we help. Mm-hmm. So it's mo- it's not it's kind of not like uh, how back is with the chapters and stuff, but you guys have the reach where you can get the resources to the people that need it wherever they are if you're able to. Right. Right. Yes. Now we to become a, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, we don't just go into the schools and have uh, public discussions and everything else. Where yeah, basically we do a lot more hands-on than than uh, other associations claim that they do. Yeah, no offense to the other organizations, but there's no pom poms here. Yeah. Okay. What What do you mean by that? Like, there's a lot of organizations that talk about how bad bullying and abuse is and talk about the things that we need to change and, you know, this would be a better world. If, but realistically, we can say anything we want. Mm-hmm. It's what you do that matters. You understand? Talk is cheap. Exactly. And I've come to find out that there's a lot of them. And, you know, and like I said, I'm not trying to badmouth them, but it would just show the difference between where we're at and they're at. They go ahead and they have, like I say, these these uh, public speaking. Um, when it comes down to it, when somebody comes to them with a problem to try to assist it, they do not nothing to it at all. They kind of blow them off. They'll tell them, yes, we'll contact you, and these people do not get contacted back. There's no help in any way, shape, or form. The, the, the help that they consider is the help is coming to their seminar and paying them to sit there and tell you um, – well, like at my kid's school, it was a life story about this guy. And that's mm-hmm. basically it. it. It had nothing to do with any kind of bullying whatsoever. It just how he was raised and brought up. And he talked for about an hour and got paid for it, and then was gone. No, wow. no, no, no type of communication, no numbers, no um, people to get a hold of, nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, what kind of now? Do you guys also do uh, programs uh, where you go in, talk to kids, and have them come up to you? Might take you to the side and have an issue going on. Have you ever got a referral out of that? Absolutely, absolutely. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that I want you to know, and a majority of the people listening to know. If you if you were to Google my name or Big Joe's name. You'll notice a lot of films and music and things in the professional sector of things. My name is mm-hmm. John D. Green. That's no mystery. This is Big mm-hmm. Joe the Philippines. Now, you'll notice that we have IMDb credits for a lot of films. The mm-hmm. UAPA was started 100%, 100% by us. It was funded 100% by us, Hollywood. You understand what I'm saying? There were no right. donations, there were no monies from any outside agencies of any kind. We do not work for other people as, as an organization. We're not like just a speaking people on behalf of somebody else. This is something that we created that we, we want to try to put a dent in to stop it because I know that we won't be able to fix it, deal with mm-hmm. everything. But we, we, we're trying to help out as much as we can where nobody else is really helping out. We get sick and tired of seeing... You know, oh, we'll have uh, we'll have a uh, a bullying week on on Cartoon Network. Well, what happens to the rest of the weeks out of the year? You know, mm-hmm. uh, let's have a suicide month. Okay, well, what about the rest of the months out of the year? You know, let the you know 
it, this is the stuff that we see day in and day out, and it just makes us sick to our stomach. Talk right. You know, so we put our own money behind it. We used our experience working in the private security sector. My partner was a martial arts instructor for a long time. I worked in the team crisis consultant sector for a long time. We put our skills to use working in the private security sector to build something that could actually help instead of talking about help. We thought, let's do this. Let's actually do something and see what good could come up. Mm-hmm. Now, where did, you know, you, you talked about uh, doing the good stuff, but what prompted you to want to get involved and put all your own money into something like this and, you know, do something that other organizations say they do but, you know, quite ain't doing? Where did you feel the need of the gap that needed to be filled? In both of our worlds, my partner being a martial arts instructor and working with the youth, we would hear things and see things on a regular basis. And they were things that, I don't want to say as the man you feel like you can fix most things, but come on, we believe that we can fix a lot of things. With a, mm-hmm. with a, It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what a problem is and to rectify the problem. But after a while, it was like, you know what, man, I believe I can do this, and you believe you can do this. And we've been homeboys for so long, we've had each other's back. You know, we broke bread and shed blood together. Let's put those skills to use because I know we can do this. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm hearing about it and feeling like I could do something but not doing it. Because, you know, standing by watching something happen is just as bad as you partaking in whatever negative is happening. When you mm-hmm. do nothing, nothing happens. That's, uh, that's deep right there. Exactly right. To touch on the part where you you were asking what made us actually do this compared to all these other people, these other people have money in order to do such things, but they still ask for money in order to in, in order to help this the so-called help that they're giving you. Um, mm-hmm. We don't ask for any money. We have we we actually just recently put on a fundraiser. I mean, just recently. Out of the, this whole time, and put it out of our own pocket. We just, you know, went ahead, and you know, if we get something, fine. If we don't get some, we're, we're still going to go ahead and keep pursuing this, like we've been doing with our with our own money and and, and our heart and soul. I mean, it's 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 actually almost like we're trying to prove something to these companies and these commercial networks and 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 these, these big time motivational speakers and everything else that. You you don't need millions of dollars to help people. You don't need anything. The will and determination. That was it. We took our own money. We're working guys. We're regular guys. Man. We're working guys. We happen to get into some films using our martial arts backgrounds. We get some films and we use the money to do a good thing. We didn't ask for any money. We didn't ask for charitable contributions because we figured if you saw that you could actually make a difference, would you? If you realize that it could take a million dollars to change lives, would you? Mm. That is, uh, that's an awesome philosophy right there and something you don't really hear out there. And you guys are real straight shooters. Another question I do have for you is about, you know, how bullying has come to the forefront. Uh, can you explain why? It's because it, it's, different now. You take things back in our day, okay? You're from Chicago, Cabrini Greens, you know, you're a shot down guy. Back in our day, we dealt with things, we knuckled up. And if, right. if you whooped me, if you whooped my ass on a Monday, I knew not to try to beat you up on Tuesday. You see what I mean? It was a done deal. Right. We're good to go. And then come Wednesday, you weren't still hounding me because you proved your point. I learned my lesson and we moved on. Mm-hmm. But things moved to the cyber age where you can reach 5,000 people in less than five seconds. Uh-huh. It moved into an age where people, they pushed being passive and teaching your children to look the other way. At the same time, there's a whole network, a whole cyber network that puts anything and everything at our children's fingertips in seconds. And words do hurt, my friend. Words hurt worse than 
just about anything because their impact is vicious. For, right. For example, for example, it would be just like you're on a phone with us now. You're all the way out there. We're all the way here. You can say anything you want to say that would cut like a knife to us and then hang mm-hmm. up and have no regrets whatsoever. And then all of a sudden on the news you see something that we ended up, uh, you know, killing ourselves over over what you said. And then here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. So, like, just like my partner just said, you could hear it from there, right? And you could say it to us from here, right? Right. So that was like an isolated incident. But let me elaborate. So let's say everyone that's listening right now, let's just say there's 10 people that are listening right now, and each person decides to record that blip of whatever was said. And then that person decides to send it to five people, let's just say. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's 50 people that heard that in less than the time it took you to say it. And let's say that 50 people, each person decides to send it to five people. Because it's funny, it's comical, or it's sad. Whatever the reasons would be that they would network it, let's say they did. You see my point? Oh, I exactly see your point. <laughs> it uh, compounds, especially in the Internet age. And do you attribute that, you know, the problem of bullying? Like you said, when we were younger, we took care of stuff. There wasn't this technology and stuff. But technology has really started to affect who we are as a people and as a country. And I don't think many out there realize uh, how bad it really is for these kids compared to the way we grew up. Yeah, no, I don't think they do. Because, you know, we... we it, we come from a society of, you know, handle your business or take care of it. Or, but it's it's hard to accept that we're at a we're in a place and at a position where we can't 100% take care of it or handle our business because we don't understand the severity of what our children are going through. Life is mm-hmm. so busy sometimes it's easy to overlook the little signs because in our day you didn't display such things. If you had a problem, you took care of it. If there was a bully. You confronted them. Well, this is a different day and age. It's not that way anymore. It doesn't mean that our kids are weak or it doesn't mean that our kids are soft. What it means is that society governs in a different way. And the effects being shown every day with bullying and cyberbullying and the suicide rates between the ages of 18 and 28 or between the ages of 12 and 18 are startling. Things mm-hmm. have changed. People's reach is far and wide now because of social media. Exactly. Well, it, well, for this show, for example, each episode reaches anywhere between five hundred thousand to a million worldwide. So yeah, that compounds of uh, you know what we say on uh, the internet or social media or even on radio shows does uh, it gets out there real hard and it can tear people up. Do you uh, believe that the PC culture has uh, contributed to uh, this bullying problem? I do. I do absolutely. I, I do absolutely because there are things that, it, in in I personally speaking, I had my son one time tell me he didn't want to deal with an issue because he knew the ramifications of the issue were going to directly affect me. They were going to contact me from a school. Mm-hmm. And that that kind of broke my heart because it's like you would allow yourself to go through this because you don't want them to contact me because mm-hmm. this is the way that we deal with things now. If you get in trouble, well, I'm going to persecute your parents. You know, not just you. I'm going to persecute your parents. So you either figure out how to get this bully to leave you alone without violence, mind you, Without mm-hmm. violence, you need to figure this out or you need to distance yourself from the issue, which is we hear that a lot when we go into the schools. People, well, shouldn't they distance themselves? Yeah. Where do you think this kid is going to go? Or they make you sign some kind of agreement so that, that you're you're not going to confront this person, and this is the person that's been bullying you and starting something with you, but you go speak out to the principal or vice principal or counselor. And they go ahead and they make you sign a waiver to leave that person alone. But the other person, don't get don't get touched. Right. Nobody says nothing to them whatsoever. But you get told because you came and said something to to them or whoever it is, the teacher, principal, whatever. 
and they make you sign an agreement that you will nowhere get involved with that person and to stay away from them. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever brings it up is the person that gets prosecuted. So yeah. if the person that's being bullied brings it up, they're nine times out of ten the one that end up with more of the stress and more of the drama because they brought it up. But mm-hmm. you know, you can't get to live with that. You know what I mean? Without consequences. And you can't expect, uh, you put anything in a pressure cooker for too long, it's going to explode. Anything. Now, to touch back on that scenario you were talking about, about this whole cyber bully and stuff and everything else, uh, the way that I can best explain it is back when all of us were in school, you had a, it's gossip. Somebody at the back of the school was playing around, flicked you in the air. By the time you get to the front of the school, it's you, you got hit in the eye, kicked in the rear end, and shot three times because of the gossip that if, you know, you tell one person, you know, they do it at, they do it at Cub Scouts. They do it with the kids. You, you tell somebody something, and then that person tells them, and they add on stuff to it. It just keeps getting built up, built up, and built up, and built up, and built up, and then there's your pressure cooker. It explodes. Mm-hmm. Now, do you believe this whole attitude, well, like you were saying, because I believe this started happening in the late 90s when uh, this crap came out that it takes a village to raise a kid instead of the parents being a parent. Do you think some of this started coming out where kids thought it was all right to, uh, you know, bully other kids because their parents weren't being parents? I mean, I, I, I yeah, I absolutely do. I am a firm believer that. You can be your child's trusted confidant, but you can't be your child's friend, okay? I have a son. I am a lot of things to my son, as is my son a lot of things to me. Now, I love that boy, all right? But I'm not your buddy. I'm not your pal. I'm not one of your homeboys. I'm your father. Mm -hmm. And I will always be your father. Now, I'll be there for you till my bitter end. I will be there because I love that boy. But we're not homies. You understand? We can't. We're not going to be on that level. We, we, there should always be a level of admiration from you to your child and a level of respect from your child to you. And that respect should be earned by you. And the only way that a parent, mother or father, man or woman, can earn that is by example. Mm-hmm. You have to be the parent. Children need parents. And see, to touch on that, a lot of it has to do with these people that, that uh, the kids get divorced, or their, I'm sorry, their parents get divorced. Uh, they only have one parent house that's majority there all the time. The other one is gone, and there's no discipline in there because the, the kid plays one parent against the other constantly. And it, even when they're married, they, they, they still do that as well because, you know, I mean, my kids try it too as well. But, um, you know, we nip it in the butt as fast yeah. Because mm-hmm. you got you got to have some sort of discipline in the household with with your kids, not just your kids, your 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 whole family structure. Um, it, it just doesn't, you know, the whole thing with the bully thing with us is, is it's not just kids; it's all ages. So, you know, and it all starts out where this whole and and I I don't mean to sound like I'm I'm type of a harsh dad or anything like that. This this is really coming about where you have these kids where they get these times out because I've had times where I, I told my youngest one, I said, okay, well, I got. I guess I got to do this county thing. So I sit there and I go, okay, if you don't stop, you're going to get a consequence. He won, and then he looked at me and said, two, three, what are you going to do? And Man, the old wait. days where we used to get fists in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I slapped the side of my head or hit something, you know, but I mean, you know, I had to walk away, I had to count, and I came back in, and I said, this is not we're playing, not, not, you know, this game is not getting played. So, you know, I think that when we started lighting up on the discipline for the kids, they, they find out that they can push more. And, mm-hmm. you know, and also they have it, too, where if the parent is actually physically bullying them, that's when they come to school and find the weakest link, and then they bully them. So they can take their frustrations out like they've been getting done on for so long in their household. Mm-hmm. That'd be a different scenario there, too, as well. It's not just outside of their household. It's also sometimes inside their family household. And we're not promoting physical violence to children, okay? Let me say that. But with saying that, I am saying a swift backhand 
taught me so much more than my mother repeat. Cause my mother didn't believe in repeating herself. You see what I'm saying? So right. you screwed up one time in my mom's house, and you got it. You got your mind right after that one time, and you didn't have to go through that anymore. So I'm not promoting physical violence, but I am saying you can see the effects of how times have changed and we become more PC and we, we don't discipline that way anymore. And it's, you can tell the difference. There is a very apparent difference. Well, you, you, you can tell exactly here in Chicago. It used to be in our neighborhood uh, where I grew up. I grew up on the north side. You know, we all were outside playing around. One of us screwed up. Well, would the neighbor kick our ass, and then they sent us home, and our parents would kick our ass twice. So it's got a lot different. And now with these PC times, oh, yeah, the good item times. But with the, you know, the PC these days, look at Chi-Town now. We call it Chi-Rock because everybody's out of control. And it all started out as, hey, parents didn't discipline the freaking kids and teach them between right and wrong. Right. Here, here's something I, I want you to actually do when, like, tomorrow, when you're driving, when you're driving on your car or on your bike. Look around the neighborhood and count after school how many kids are outside playing. Right. Well, it's a ghost town nowadays, man. They're all on the internet. Exactly. The only time I was in my house is when I got in trouble and I was grounded. Yeah. Yeah, that was the punishment. Guys actually staying in the house is when you did something wrong. Other than that, you wanted to be outside, and when the street lights uh, came on, then you knew you had to be home. At least that was the way it was in our uh, hometown. Yeah, and it's a change. Now I can't even. I, now I can't even get my my youngest one because of his Xbox to go outside. He wanted a basketball rim. I got him that. He plays it only a little bit. He wanted a trampoline. I got him that. He only bounces on that a couple times. He's mainly in front of that Xbox. He's going to stop. The times have changed, so we have to change with them. We have to figure out how to combat these issues using the tools that we have of the modern age now. There is a mm-hmm. way. We just have to have the will. Mm-hmm. The times have changed, man, so we have to change with the times for the sake of our children. Right. Now, anybody who wants to get involved with the organization, how do they get involved? You can contact the UABA. I think I sent you a link uh, earlier with the the website. Mm-hmm. For the yeah, that that'll be in the show notes. Okay, that's awesome. They can contact us directly. Uh, the mm-hmm. numbers are down are on both of the sites or the homepage for Facebook. Contact the, the UABA. Contact us directly and tell us your intentions. What do you want to do? Because your time is as valuable as gold to us. And to show you how serious that we are, those are our personal numbers that are on there. That is not like an office number or anything like that. You are calling our personal cell phones. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're contacting directly. So there's none of the smoke and no smoke and mirrors, man. You get what you get, and it'll be us. So, man, that's yeah. so uh, good to hear, man. Because like you say, a lot of organizations out there talk to talk, but they don't want to walk the walk. We got a lot of people that see us, and they're like, well, we saw you guys in this movie, you know, so what are you doing here? And they're like, well, you placed the call to the UABA, right? Well, yeah. Well, here we are. What's up, man? You wanted to talk. Let's talk. But Mm -hmm. I didn't think you guys were the same people that would come here. We heard that so much, you know. We were finally like, hey, man, we are who we are. This is what we do. This is the passion. We're not movie speakers on behalf of the UAVA. We are the UAVA. Right. Because everybody thought, how long? They were like, we thought you guys were the the spokesperson. Yeah. You know how they hire all these actors to do all these commercials and stuff and everything else. And, you know, well, we're we're not the ones that got hired, but we hired ourselves. Right. (laughs) Right. Now, you mentioned you were in movies. Which ones were you in? Oh, man, I've been in quite a few films. Actually, like, you know, they just redid the television adaptation for 12 Monkeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in that. And uh, That was the I old Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Willis one. Uh-huh. No, the the new one, Aaron Stafford, the one that's on television on Sci-Fi. Yeah, that one, but it was an adaptation of, uh, wasn't that the original with uh, Bruce? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm okay. in that. And then uh, the Oz the Great and Powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in that. Straight in Mumbai. Yeah, yeah, I'm in that. I have a little faith. I'm in that. Yeah. I mean, there, there's. I mean, we. <laughs> yeah, you look. On so that. you, so you have a good uh, foundation 
of, you know, being able to go out there and speak, you know, well, basically walk the walk, where, right. you know, many out there in, well, say in Hollywood, <laughs> you, well, you've been in movies, so you know how Hollywood is, but they'll go out there, they'll throw out their opinions, but they don't know what the actual common man are going through, and it makes them feel good to throw money at something and maybe give a little speech or something, and that's the end of their uh, commitment to it. But you guys are in this 100%. Yeah, I mean, what you know, it's, it's all or nothing for us. We don't, because it's needed. You see what I mean? It's, it's, it's that it was time. Mm-hmm. And the problem, like you were saying with the Hollywood thing, they don't do all their logistic uh, research. You know, they, they only come up with, hey, well, we'll, hey, that sounds like a good story. We'll, we'll go with that. So that's the story you're going to go with. But if you ask them any questions about it, they can't answer them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going based off of a script that's in front of them or a cue card that's in front of them, and they're going off of that. So you you, you would call it like if, if like this is your show here, and you had that going on, and we called in and asked a bunch of questions that nobody can answer. Right. Now, where do yeah. you guys uh, foresee UABA going? What's the future? Worldwide, baby, worldwide, you know? I, 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 from hand to hand, worldwide, I think the UABA is going to achieve that status because mm-hmm. people care. People are showing how much they care and what it means to them to actually get involved. We did a seminar not too long ago where we showed the effects of bullying in the workplace. Now, this is with adults. You mm-hmm. wouldn't look the results of that of that seminar. People were in tears. But they, no one wants to admit that this is a stigma, that this is happening. And this is worldwide. We just had a function that happened in Kuwait. Just had a function that happened in Kuwait where that was brought to the forefront. That these adults, these grown men, they were being bullied. Mm-hmm. Being bullied in a way that, I mean, most of what we do, we don't mention exact details for the respect of the people that are going through the issues, of course. But you just think about it. If someone told you that they were going to bully you into doing something that you didn't want to do or that you knew was wrong, for that matter, mm-hmm. this happens on a regular basis. You wouldn't believe it. It's not just abuse. It's adults that get bullied, man. Grown Adults, men and women, and you and you think that you 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 are in the Air Force or the Marines or you know uh, let's let's say that you're a Navy or Navy SEAL. Navy SEALs are one of the hardest, baddest ass guys or women out there, and mm-hmm. believe it or not, they would get bullied too. And because we, of the circumstance, yeah. And yeah. you got to understand this is that just because you you were able to go ahead and fight for this country and be able to take somebody out, you know. That you know you could do that, but they still have, you know, it's something that hits home with them that you can go ahead and bring up where it, you can start getting into their head and everything else, and it's just like being bullied. Mm. Um, you know, especially when they come home from from service and they try to get a job. Well, they can't get a job because half the companies don't want to hire them because that's a trained killer. Why do I want a trained killer working for me? You know, mm. you know, and then they kind of you know they because they're stereo type them and that's you know that's also a type of bullying as well because you can't really stereotype somebody until you get to know them. and when they meet us it, it it's different man profiling it's, is too it's, though it's, you know there's people that want to help so much once they meet us and they see what we're going at they see how down to earth we are and what we do to help you, you know i mean people we don't ask for really anything they offer you know their assistance on their own right you know, mm-hmm. and and that and that that's how it should be. It should I I should not have to beg you to do anything. You know, right, if, right. If you want, if, if you, you want to help, you, if you want to help, you will help. If you don't want to help, you won't. You won't do nothing. So right. you know, like I said, a lot of people out there they want they they sit down, they talk to us, they see us talk to these kids or talk to these adults or whatever we talk to, and take care of the situation. They they. They go ahead and they're willing to help out 110. percent Hey, I'll tell you something you'll like to hear. I'll tell you something you would like to hear. You mm-hmm. ready for this? You would be amazed at how many hardcore I'm talking about serious saddle sore hard riding bikers that get involved and put their time where their mouth is, man, to make a difference. You would be proud, bro. 
Steve. Oh man, you know, you know the biker community, man, they're huge on uh, getting out there with the kids and putting in their time and stuff like that. And that's one thing the bikers have to get uh, credit for because they do go out there and pump the streets and uh, do what they say they have to do, I'm and that is awesome. You know, you you get some hardcore cats that will put their put whatever's happening aside and come out here for the right causes, man, and contribute their time. And that I, I got a we, we we know a guy here named Goon. He rides with the Knights of the Road. And I love that brother right there because if there's something for the kids, if there's something that needs to be done that's going to help someone's life or improve someone's life, that's one of the first brothers on the scene all the time. And now these are hard riders right, right here. These yeah. are true bikers. And just to, just to, uh, it, it's, uh, we went ahead and, um, Goon contacted us. The, the girl was getting bullied at school and it was like towards the end of the school year. Um, I couldn't go because I was at work, but I, I had my partner, John, go. And uh, we had our uh, post because we belonged to the Amvets Post 29. 29, right. Yep. So we had that. They, that bunch of them all went out there. There was over 70-something bikers that took her to school. And she couldn't believe how much, how much people loved her and everything else. And, and their dad's mom told her they were all there for her. And that's the reason why they were there. And if it wasn't for Goon contacting me, and 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 going ahead and reaching out to a bunch of other bikers as well, that mm-hmm. would happen, and that girl would still be getting messed with this thing. And all it was is just to take her to school. That's it. To let yeah. her know that she's not alone. Sometimes that's all it takes, though. You but, know. You know, but we're it, not there. It builds her confidence. Yeah. It, it, it's all it takes, man. You, you, like I said, you'd be amazed. Her confidence went through the roof. Yeah, yeah. You yes, got, man. The Red Wings MC, love them. Nice of the road MC, love them. These cats come through, man. All, all kind of bikers. You, it, it's different, you know, when you know that there's a cause that you can actually contribute to and make a difference. And I'm not just saying that Hollywood because I'm a biker. All right, mm-hmm. I'm saying. But it's true. It's what I've witnessed with my own eyes. I've, I've been seeing this more and more lately, and it blows my mind. Just to go ahead and touch on that, that uh, the whole uh, fundraiser we did. We we invited everybody: car, bike, mini bike, bicycle, tricycle, truck, unicycle, yeah. anything. You can come and you can be part of this. And, and you know, we went on a ride and had, had food and everything for everybody. And guess what? It was all bikes. Only bikers showed up, bro. That's bikers <laughs> from everywhere. From that is awesome to hear. That is fantastic. I mean, we made it a point to invite any and everyone. We made sure it wasn't a biker event. And the only people that showed up were bikers. Man, that, you know what? That's It's sad, but it's great to hear that the bikers showed up for you guys. It really right. is. My final question is, and I find it quite interesting, uh, since you said you went to Kuwait, is how do you guys deal with the different culture? You know, the United States is one culture, the way we look at things, but Kuwait and uh, their culture over in the Middle East is a lot more hardline than ours is over here. How did you broach the subject between the cultures? You know what? We have a single... We all have one single thing in common. Man. We and here's something I used to teach my students, and I'm gonna share this with you right now. All right, we have something in common, Hollywood. You ready? Mm-hmm. I speak multiple languages, okay, but that's not what we have in common. You, me, and every other human being on the face of the earth, we all have one thing in common. It's a language that we speak. It's universal. You read it, you write it, and you understand it completely. 100%. That is pain. I'll give you an example. If I said something to you right now, and you turned to me and said, hey, Big John, listen, I'd appreciate if you didn't say that to me anymore. It bothers me. Now, I could say, yeah, you're right. I won't say that anymore. Or I could say, I'll say what the hell I want. Now, if I said the same thing to you and you turned around and you broke my nose, no matter what happens from that point on, before I say to you what I said again, I'm going to think about what you did. Do you know why? Because you spoke the language to me. That's mm-hmm. the language of pain. And pain is a universal language. We all don't want to suffer unnecessarily. That transcends 
language and cultural barriers, my friend. When someone is in pain that you care about, you will do what it takes to try to relieve them of that. Man, that's some deep stuff right there. And, uh, man, that's awesome stuff. You know, with that, you guys need to send me over banners so I had to promote this stuff on the site, man. Cause that's, so, you know what? That's some true ass shit right there. And, uh, damn, I'm glad I had this interview with you. <laughs> I'm that's glad some you serious shit. Yours, by the way. Oh, I appreciate it, man. I really do. And I really appreciate all the work you're doing. And I have, you know what? Most of all, what I appreciate is you guys being real. Because nowadays there aren't a lot of real people out there. Yeah, they're 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 a rare breed. The real people are. They're gonna find it this younger generation. I'll tell you that much right, right now. But um, <laughs> but uh, for those who want to get uh, involved in the UABA, how do they uh, get a hold of you? Do you got a contact number that we can give out at the end of this segment? Yeah, absolutely. You ready? Yep. All right, it's 586 is the area code, 649-8768. Rock on. And what's the website again? The website, we have the, the United Anti-Bullying Association on, um, on, on Facebook. And that's a, is it a regular Facebook group or is it a, a page? Right, no, it's a regular Facebook page. The United okay. Anti-Bullying Association, a regular Facebook, but that page will link you to all of the sublinks to get whatever you may need from the UABA. If you go to the about part, it has the links for our webpage and, you know, everything else, and it has our numbers. And, and that way you can kind of weed out when people are serious or if they're just, you know, looking for a thrill. Nah, being trolls and stuff like that. Right. Well, we don't mind so much trolls. I, I, I personally, I don't mind the trolls because if you find anything negative about the UAPA, then by all means, you bring it up. You'll find a lot of success stories. You can find a lot of testimonials. But there's nothing negative about you guys jumping in there and making it happen because talk is cheap and we'll see you around the marathon, you know. Rock and roll, man. And on that, I really appreciate you, Joe and John, for being on. Everybody, get over to the UABA, check them out. They are a real serious organization. It's rare nowadays that uh, organizations actually uh, talk to talk and walk to walk. And, again, head on over there. We'll actually get a banner put on our main website, harleyliberty.com. And uh, I'm actually going to get an audio drop from you guys. Uh, I'll send you that information to do an audio drop, so I had to put a 30-second uh, on episodes of Motorcycle. Motorcycle Madhouse with James Bellingham Now, two days a week, Tuesdays and Saturdays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Listen and download all episodes for free on HarleyBikerNews.com. Or the show is available on all major podcasting platforms like the iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Rock and roll. Wow. I appreciate having you guys on the show. It was a real joy talking to you, and thank you for all the Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari. Hop on over and check out our new YouTube channel where you can hear Motorcycle Madhouse and watch the Biker Angle. You can look up the new channel by going to our website, HarleyLiberty.com, or Insane Throttle Biker News in the YouTube channel search bar. Don't forget to have that prospect hit the subscribe button and that bell in the upper right-hand corner so you will always be up to date with the new channel content. Motorcycle Madhouse with James Hollywood Machikari. Yep, yep. Good to yep. go. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari, host of Motorcycle Madhouse and the Biker Angle over on YouTube. If you're looking for up-to-date biker news, then Insane Throttle is the place to be. Daily editorials and news that is dedicated to the biker scene. Come on over and join the number one internet and biker news site at HarleyLiberty.com. Or come on over to the Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel for the Biker Angle, hosted by myself. Hi, this is John with Exit 27, and you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. Want to hear more of our music? Head on over to Spotify or iTunes. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio.
eBay, what an important organization. If you're not a part of it and you ride a motorcycle, my question is, why? Why are you not a part of it? ABATE, which stands for American Bikers Aimed Towards Education. It is something that is one of the best biker rights organizations that's been around since 72, since Lou Kizzy uh, of Easy Rider Magazine uh, started it up. And they're the ones out there that have been fighting for rights at the state level, uh, stuff like helmet laws, uh, pipes, and all kinds of stuff. Basically, the things AMA hasn't been uh, doing for us. But a lot of people ask questions, and this happens to go on to the club members uh, type of deal. A lot of people say, how do I meet a club member? Well, yeah, there's uh, bars and stuff like that or events, parties if you get an invite. Uh, but Abate is one hell of a place to meet uh, the club members because they too are involved with Abate because – it helps them as well as regular independents, civilians, etc., regular motorcycle enthusiasts. So I wanted to get that right out of the way because I do get that question a lot. I'm going to take a little bit about Abate off of their, uh, you know, some of their websites out there. That way I get it straight, what they're about, what they're not about, and how you learn to go about being a member of one. Again, if you're not, you're going to want to. Because this organization is one of the only that out there represent everybody's rights when it comes to motorcycle uh, issues in the legislative branch. Uh, again, in 72, Lou from Easy Riders Magazine started ABATE. He and others saw the need for bikers to organize the fight against federal and state restrictions on motorcycling. Some 35 years later, most states have a state motorcyclist rights organization, SO, or SMRO, either called ABATE or some other name. October of 77, Lou and Easy Riders were relinquishing the organization to people attending the meeting in Sacramento. In 86, many ABATE organizations met at what became the Meeting of the Minds conference. The conference began the process of SMROs working together and eventually led to the founding of the Motor Ri Motorcycle Riders Foundation, which is considered a motorcycle rights organization based in Washington, D.C. This group of SMROs acted to eliminate federal helmet laws. You know, we still got a lot of states out there with them, but it's because of ABATE. And Illinois, we don't have to wear them. Uh, Wisconsin, you don't have to wear them. Uh, the other states around us, yeah, you do. But uh, it's because of A-Bait and their uh, work down in Springfield and in Madison that really got the helmet law shit uh, eliminated. Uh, this group of SMROs acted to uh, work in conjunction with senators and state reps and all the good crap with the politicians to get our agenda out there. Basically, they're the lobbyists for the motorcycle industry. Uh, let's see here. It goes on to say, make uh, sure motorcycles are part of the transportation planning and ensure that motorcycles are allowed on all public roads. MRF is an organization set up in Washington, D.C. to watch over motorcycle legislation and to take action when the federal government has an agenda that would not be motorcycle friendly. SMROs include NABATE work with the MRF, and most have a state officer involved in the MRF. ABATE organization use the MRF to share state information and get more information on federal level as well as information from other states. Most SMRO and ABATE groups work with other MRO groups besides the MRF, such as American Motorcycle Association. Many abate chapters have websites and most often list other groups they are involved with, work with from national MRO groups, insurance programs, lawyers, and rider training or safety and education programs. So it's a big web where they are working with all kinds of other organizations on behalf of your rights. ABATE was formed in response to keep motorcycle choppers with extended front ends 
that were deemed unsafe on the road. But now SMROs deal with a large variety of motorcycling-related issues, motorcycle safety training, health insurance issues, and road engineering with respect to motorcycles are all areas dealt with by abate organizations. Many state riders' training programs are either run by or administered by abate organizations. Abate of Arizona, for example, runs Motorcycle Awareness Program, or MAP. ABAY groups are involved in charity events like toy runs, food drives, first responder EMT training, but ABAY is still a political organization exerting political clout through the activities of member motorcyclists. ABAY chapters exist in almost all the states. ABAY is not a motorcycle club, and that's uh, real important to put out there. It's a biker rights organization, nor is it a Harley's Riders-only organization. Basically, anybody with a motorcycle, you can be a part of the ABATE. The Motorcycle Awareness Program, also called MAP, uh, is of the Shared Rogue uh, Program, is an American creation of the combined efforts of various state motorcyclist rights organizations. The program is geared toward teaching the driving public to maintain a greater awareness of motorcyclists with whom they share the road. And one example of uh, how the legislative and how a lot of politicians really reach out to abate uh, is one like in our home state of Illinois. Governor Rauner actually got the abate Illinois' uh, endorsement in August, but because he went and endorsed something that was not cool uh, that affected motorcyclists, they just pulled their endorsement of Rauner. So... You know he's over there crying because there's a lot of bikers and a lot of bikers vote. And it's really important for us to get out and vote this midterm. It don't matter what party, don't matter what, you know, you know, Democrat, Republican. Myself, I'm an independent. I think for myself. I don't need parties telling me what to do. Uh, so just get out there and vote. But as far as abate is concerned... Get out there. Join it, man. And hell, they do have some of the best freaking parties and runs around. Let me tell you. They, them boys can party, man. So get out there. Get in involved. Get joining. That is the best way to get out there and meet people. You know, because a lot of people, when they first get into the scene, they're like, well, fuck, I don't know anybody. I'm riding by myself. Abate is the perfect place to meet people. So, again... Get out, get involved. Hey there, this is Hollywood from the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. And you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. Want to keep up with all my projects? Then head on over to my Twitter account, at Glow Hollywood. And don't forget to listen to Motorcycle Madhouse every Tuesday and Saturday on all iTunes, iHeartRadio, and all major podcasting platforms. a very important subject that we want to talk about and get out there we want to spread the word it's one that needs to get spread and uh black dragon over at uh black uh dragon uh, tv is also doing a video on this subject as many of you know the Moggles patch case is now active and they are picking juries and it is going forward. And there's been some scary stuff that uh, has came out in the news regarding what the prosecutor's uh, intentions are. And it is time, if you like the Mongols or not, if you're in the club scene or even in a hog chapter, you might want to get the word out and get involved in this case. This is dangerous to say the least. This is our government trying to pass the Vlad laws that Oz has, or Australia, and this is the first step, and they lose this case, the Mongols. Every club out there better be worried, and that's why you need to get involved. Now, I'm going to go off of this article real quick, 
and talk about uh, what's being said in the media right now. And you're going to shake your head just as much as me. And for those who are out there that says, you know, screw one percenters, they're gang, they're drug dealers, blah, blah, blah. Well, your hog chapters, AB chapters, all that. Writing clubs are now in jeopardy if they lose this case. Because as you will find out in this article, if they go after you and label you as a so-called Criminal organization, they can take your patch right off your back if the cops seize you if they win this shit. And we already know down in Texas it is ground zero with what they are doing down there to clubbers already. So let's go to this article real quick. The feds have called the Mongol Nation, quote, the most violent and dangerous, end quote, biker gang in the country. And they're trying an unusual tactic to dismantle them. You see what that just said, right? An unusual tactic to dismantle them, stripping them of the trademark patches that are prized by members and feared by rivals. This goes, and like I said at the beginning, it don't matter if you like the Mongols or not. Other clubs, you got your trademarks out there. It only takes, well, we're going to debate that subject. What's it take? Two, three, four, you know, 15, 17, 60 out of how many members to be considered a criminal organization. That is dangerous when the government can decide something like that. Now, a racketeering trial is set to begin in Santa Ana, California later this week. Jury selection begins on Wednesday, which it started today, actually in which prosecutors accused Mongol Nation of operating as an organized criminal enterprise involved in murder, attempted murder, assault, drug dealing, and more. Well, half-done crimes, again, I can, you know, run through the Goo Goo Shirts world right now and uh, find out the Blue Gang did his shit too. But hey, that's not how the shit works in this country. You know, the almighty government gets to come down on us lowly people and decide for us what they consider a criminal enterprise, even though their people are involved in the same shit. And prosecutors want to force the organization to forfeit, quote, any and all marks that include the organization's logo, the word Mongols, and a drawing of Genghis Khan-style rider on a motorcycle. That character is serious business for the Mongols, court papers say. Higher-ups in the estimated 600-person gang, they put them at 600, will frequently bear patches that indicate that they are officer in the enterprise, and they earn those patches through violence and mayhem, prosecutors say. Quote, the Mongols gang is violent drug-trafficking organization that advocates and rewards its members and associates for committing violent crimes, including and specifically assaults and murders on behalf of the gang and in order to promote what the gang terms respect, prosecutors wrote in one court filing. Now, take out the Mongols uh, stuff that they put in this article and shit, I can see this as a fucking blue organization, man. <laughs> Everything in here. You know, they get rewards. Uh, half the time, these cops, some of the ones in Pittsburgh, were awarded citations. What, for being fucking abusers of the public? Come on. In another filing, they said the club's mother chapter may award a specific Mongols member a skull and crossbones or respect few fear none patch to those members who have committed murder or engaged acts of violence on behalf of the Mongols. The U.S. Attorney's Office for California's Central District has been trying to go after the patch for decades. The attorney, uh, U.S. Attorney Thomas O'Brien first announced the unusual legal bid after 79 members of the gang were indicted in 2008. Now, California is also the first ones that used RICO back in the 70s against Sonny. So, same area all this shit's going on. Remember that, California. Quote, if the court grants our request, then if, and here's where the sad part is, 
for all those around, going around and saying, oh, I had nothing to do with this, blah, 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 fuck them, fuck this guy, uh, you better worry, because of this quote. Again, if the court grants our request, then if any law enforcement officer sees a Mongol wearing his patch, he will be authorized to stop that gang member and literally take that jacket right off his back, O'Brien said at the time, according to the McClatchy report. So, I guess our Bill of Rights with the right to assemble is just thrown out the door. Well, of course, it's California. You know, they don't like the Constitution much anyway. Problem is, this affects everybody in the United States that wears a patch. Remember, yeah, organizations have people that go out there and do stupid shit. Nobody's saying they don't. But it's not the entire organization as a whole, and you cannot hold them responsible for the actions of a few. That's what they tried to do to that Iron Order in Pennsylvania, and that's what they're trying to do now in California, is trying to hold the club responsible for the actions of just a few of its members. That's their new game. They can't get you on criminal charges. They can't beat you. So what do they do? They try to skirt around the law. But that bid and later one got shot down in court. A federal appeals court gave prosecutors the green light to try again last year. Funny, I really do see this if they do pull this shit off by any reason, and if the jurors are that fucking stupid, that this is going to head to the Supreme Court. Because not only biker clubs would have to worry about this, shit, Knights of Columbus, Moose Riders, the Moose, the Elks, any of them organizations, any of them, could be subject to something like this. Even Hog, again. Your Hog members, you know, ran by Harley Davidson? God forbid. Yeah, they should be involved too in this freaking case. They should at least file a brief on behalf of the Mongols in this case. Defense lawyers say the motorcycle group is simply a loose configuration of riders in the Southwest not an organized criminal enterprise. They also maintain that the government doesn't have the right to seize the patches of members who haven't been involved in criminal activity. Now, down in Texas, you've seen the last video. They're pulling guys over, taking pictures, nothing, you know, you didn't do nothing wrong, but you got a patch on, so I had to take pictures. Or you are going to jail even though you got a Second Amendment right to bear arms, you got the CCW permit, and you have no criminal record, but just because you're wearing a patch, they can say, oh, you're in a gang, going to jail. That's the country we're starting to live in, because people won't get involved. Anyway, in court filings, the group's lawyers say that they plan to call former Minnesota Governor Jesse Ventura as an expert witness on the group and its history. Ventura, also a former professional wrestler and actor, was a member of the group in the 1970s. Defense lawyers also want to call journalist Lisa Ling, who interviewed the group for a CNN documentary in 2015, to testify about the organizational structure of the club. The government has objective to both Ventura and Ling being called witnesses, saying neither is an expert. Let me guess, you're going to get that cocksucker uh, Steve Cook down there acting like he's some kind of expert. He worked one case, next thing you know, he's all over the country claiming he's a freaking expert on bikers and clubs. What they do, blah, blah, blah. It's the same shit with these people. Always fucking putting a blanket over everybody. So, that's what uh, NBC say, and, and I'm sure more is going to start coming out in this trial. And I am so surprised, and not only in the biker community, businesses and all that bullshit are not getting involved. What? Where the hell is the ACLU in this shit? Where are they? Come on, you're supposed to be for liberty, you're supposed to be freedom. 
Where the fuck are you people? Jesus Christ. Maybe we should call fucking Jesse Jackson's ass and he go get some fucking limelight over in the spotlight. But at least get something done. There should be people all over this shit. This is a Bill of Rights issue. Remember that. Get involved, man. Uh, we'll let you know how everything else is going uh, as the case progresses. But remember, BD, Black Dragon, go over to his channel because I'm sure he'll have thoughts on this matter. And YouTube creators, hopefully you get out there. And start putting videos out there. I know Insane Throttle is going to be rocking on this freaking from beginning to end. Because if we start giving up our rights because the government says somebody's a criminal organization, yeah, we're going to lose everything. That's just the way it's going to be from now on. Hello, Fat Daddy Rabbit here from Wild Hogs, Easy Riders, Live to Ride, and Grumpy Old Bikers on Facebook. We're proud sponsors of Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse. Listen to them every Tuesday to Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time on iHeartRadio and all major podcasting platforms. Yes, sir, that's what I'm talking about. Peace. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to the show. Biker Hangouts Corner events around the country. Don't forget to go over to the Biker Hangout Corner and become a member of the group kept informed on what's going on around the country. The events for Saturday, November 10th, 2018. Turtle Wheel Triumph Poker Run Childhood Cancer Awareness Benefit is going to be happening in Clearwater, Florida at 7 a.m. Toy Blanket and Pajama Run at the Quick Trip 24 Highway and 291. Independence, Missouri kicks off at 10 a.m. Toy Run for Veterans Children over at Elk Santa Clarita, Lodge 2379 in Santa Clarita, California. That one kicks off at 11 a.m. Sunday, November 11th, the, the Detroit Veterans Parade 2018 Motorcycle Escort at 7 a.m. And those are your events going on this week. Uh, don't forget to go over to the Biker Hangout Corner and uh, become a member. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to the Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and check me out over on Biker Angle. Also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle cracked wide open. Holiday tips and wine stories from Kristen and Paul at Total Wine & More. The sweetness of a maple-glazed ham paired with a bourbon barrel-aged Cabernet. We went there. Now my taste buds are hopping. I can help you impress the boss with a great bottle of wine. Here's to a raise in 2019. As you check off that gift list, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine & More. Come explore at our 12 Northern Virginia locations. Now open in Reston at Plaza America Center, across from Whole Foods. Shop online at TotalWine.com. What's in store this holiday at your local Staples? Gifts and packages shipped with care. So you can relax in knowing they'll soon be there. Now at Staples, you get 15% off UPS shipping services and 15% off all shipping supplies. Plus, Staples is open seven days a week. So you can ship around your schedule this holiday. And still get everything out in time while spending less. Staples, there's a whole lot in store this holiday. Exclusions apply. In-store only, see Associate for details. Ends 12 29 18.